Hello and welcome to the Amateur Football Show. Uh, my name is Tabriz and before I take this little, little graphic off, please like and subscribe and follow and comment and do all of the great stuff that you can do on, do on social media. Uh, I am one of the best ever grassroots centre-backs you'll ever see in life. Honestly, it's absolutely true. Honestly, if you see me play, you would, you would, you you would, you would actually think, why didn't this guy turn pro? Uh, no, to be fair, because I was probably the worst ever grassroots <laughs> centre half you've ever seen. So I'm just, you know, just better than me is fine. Better than me is fine. Could you kind of give uh, like a kind of brief synopsis or kind of brief summary in terms of your like journey thus far? I've been an actor, uh, documentary filmmaker, writer. Um, for many years and uh, a broadcaster and journalist as well in there a lot of the stuff not acting so much but a lot of the other stuff has been to do with football and so um in terms of ea sports i just got contacted kind of cold called really um probably about five or six years ago now um and I think they were looking for it. They were looking to introduce a story mode into the game. And um, they had they had started work on the first year of uh, the story mode that was called The Journey. And um, they kind of explained to me what it was because I didn't know a lot about games really and, uh, and never having played FIFA or anything. You know, I'm a little bit kind of old for that stuff really um but they were doing this story and i think originally they just wanted someone who kind of had a feel across football because um you know obviously there's sort of people in football and people around football who sort of know a lot more about individual elements of the game than i do you know what i mean playing coaching uh you know journalists uh TV directors, they kind of, they've all got their their particular thing about the game, you know, uh, managers, boards of directors, commercial officers, all these different kind of things. Well, obviously, I don't know as much about what they do as they do, but I've got an idea. I've got an idea across football, if you get what I mean. Yeah. So I know a bit about a lot. I don't know a lot about a single thing. I know a little bit about a lot. So they were looking for someone who really could just kind of check the story for um, credibility, accuracy, um, how likely or otherwise it was that things would happen the way they were imagining they'd happen in story mode. And so that was how I got involved, was just to kind of check, really. Um, I don't know what you call it, really. I don't know what you, quite what you call the role. Oh, well, it was a kind of consultancy role, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. But then they're great. The, the two guys I work with who kind of create story mode or start the process of creating story mode, create the stories, uh, two guys called Matt, one Canadian, one English, um, They we kind of got talking and stuff. And I think at some point they just thought, you know you could probably actually help us do the story rather than check the story what we've already done going back obviously i'm an actor 
so I know a little bit as well about dialogue, about what will play. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know as much as a script writer, but it's another thing I know a little about. I can edit a script. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I got involved with actually helping to create the stories. So that was for three years with The Journey. And then when um, uh, FIFA Street came back, we created a storyline called Volta. Um, and now th both those two stories have kind of run their course, really. Uh, journey, the journey was three years and Volta was two years. And now it's more just um, kind of introducing story elements into other modes of the game, career mode or, you know, that sort of thing. Um, and then I do some writing as well for them, just for, um, you know, for kind of text content. You know, some of the modes like manager mode and stuff, they'd be like you see on the screen conversations between the chairman and the manager or between a coach and a player or an agent. And, you know, so I kind of help a bit with with scripting that. Um, so, yeah, so that's really my kind of involvement now. And I guess pretty much. I mean, it's not like I've been waiting all my life to do FIFA because it's not a big part in terms of time. It's not a big part of what I do, uh, but it's been really enjoyable. Um, and, uh, you know, I like the idea of kind of new stuff. Like, this is stuff that ain't been done on FIFA. So I like to be involved in stuff that ain't been done, um, that kind of nobody really knows whether it'll work or not. You're just sort of trying it. So um i like all that and <clears throat> like i say i think probably because i've uh, not because of my expertise in any one particular area but because of having a little expertise across a few areas that's maybe what made it work you see for the the kind of story career mode is an integral part of the whole game so you know hey like that like you that like you are you are that person that literally kind of uh, creates that kind of fantasy world that kind of kick, you know, that kind of creates that environment that, you know, like a lot of teenagers and also like a lot of adults can immerse themselves in for, for hours, yeah, I mean, hours I, months. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's a kind of different way of playing the game, isn't it? The story modes. The, the story mode is a different way of playing the game. So you're playing games in the context of a story rather than just playing games, do you know what I mean? Or playing games in manager mode or playing games in career mode. It's story mode is just a different, you know, there's quite a lot of stuff. I mean, we were creating sort of two hours of, you know, two hours plus of, of kind of, of scenes for those story modes. So it was, it was, it was quite a lot of stuff really. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, it wasn't, me it was like the three of us just kind of kicked off really and um that's how it, it that's how it worked it wasn't like they said to me oh can you make the story they would you know it was something that i just helped to develop did like you guys know uh how successful this feature was for like people or you know did, did you know i mean i mean no you because you don't really you don't really you don't really know until you've done it, do you? You don't know how well or otherwise it's going to work. And, you know, obviously EA is a big commercial organisation, so it's got to work commercially. 
you know, it's it's no good. You know, we got nominated for a couple of writing awards, like um, uh, computer game writing awards and stuff like that. But that's not really exactly the point. It, the point is obviously is it's it's got to work commercially. But I think it did all right. The interesting thing was because um, I wasn't really party to the conversations back in Vancouver about, you know, how successful or otherwise it had been. We would just, the guys would come over and we'd just kind of lock up in hotel for four or five days and do stuff. And then um, they'd go away and work it up a little bit. And then they'd come back and we'd do some more work on it and stuff. A couple of times a year, really, yeah, that would happen. Um, and But the one thing I, which was interesting, which they said um, – was working really well was that people were actually completing the story. Mm, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And that's, yeah. that's great because, you know, I've got, obviously I've got other things I do. Like I make a TV documentary, for example, <clears throat> that might be 52 minutes commercial hour of, of a, of a TV show. Well, it, you know, to get people to watch it in the first place, well, that's to do with maybe your choice of subject, might be to do with, you know, however good they are at marketing and PR at the broadcaster to get people started watching. As as the filmmaker, the point is to try and get people to watch all 52 minutes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's the same when you're writing a book. You kind of, you know, you want people to, it's great if people start reading the book, but that's... Or in a way, that's out of your hands. It's about the subject. It's about how well it's been marketed, interviews, PR, one thing and another. But as a writer, then you want people to read to the end of the chapter, the end of the book. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and that, the the journey particularly, I think, really was quite successful on that. Um, you know, I, think, I don't know what, I think the average story completion on a computer game is kind of 11 or 12 percent and we were getting like 30 35 percent completion rate which means people were sticking with it yeah and that's that was great what's your advice to kind of any any young or aspiring script um, script writers either on tv film or like also in the gaming industry well Probably not the right person to ask for advice, simply because you're the right person. No, no, because things have kind of no. What I mean by that, Tabrice, that's not being in any way kind of false modesty or anything like that. It's just that I'm very conscious that a lot of things have happened for me by accident. Do you know what I mean? That that one thing has led to another. So the only the only thing I would say really, and it's like well, like you know how I see is that you've. That like you, that like your hard work and your experience have kind of have like, actually put you in certain positions and certain opportunities. Yeah. So, you know. No, that, you, that's true. You are the person to actually that, you know, get uh, advice from. Yeah, the thing is though that it's not advice that you can kind of go, oh, you, if you do this, this will happen, and if you do that, that will happen. You're right though, in that the only thing really I could say is one, whatever you're working on. You do that the best you possibly can. And then when an opportunity comes, particularly if it's an opportunity asking you to do something you've never done before, say yes. 
and work out afterwards how you're going to do it. <laughs> I mean, don't, don't, whatever you, so you, you, you do what you do. And every time, you know, I'm in the middle of a book at the moment, and this will be like not counting books for children, but like quote unquote adult books. This will be maybe my 10th. So I kind of know how to do a book. So I'm working hard to make this as good as it can possibly be. But then if someone comes along and goes, how about this? And you've never done it before. Whatever you do, don't sit there and think, oh, I don't know if I can do that. Say yes and then work it out. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, you know, I've had a few things like that that have, have been – and that's not necessarily that it will take you, you know, to a particular destination. But what it will do, guarantee, is um, – what it will do, guarantee, is it will make the work you do, it will, it will be – those are the things that end up being just the most – satisfying do you know what i mean the most uh powerful the most um you know it's like um i can give you a couple of examples so i did um i i had an idea for a book um for a a legacy book for the south africa world cup uh which was for south africa it was just i thought that this was because i'd been there a year before and i knew this was going to be a really big thing the 2010 World Cup and not necessarily, I didn't know it would be big football wise and it wasn't particularly big football wise, but in every other respect, politically, culturally, historically, economically, you know, it was the biggest World Cup ever. 2010 was the most important World Cup ever. It was South Africa's World Cup. It was Africa's first World Cup. You know what I'm saying? So I just went, well, that is, that is a thing that mustn't get lost. So I knew there'd be a million people going there and shooting the games, filming the games, writing about them, writing about the football, blah, blah, blah. Because, you know, um, the World Cup is like a little portable thing. It's like FIFA land. Do you know what I mean? I mean, FIFA, the organisation land. Um, and really, the connection with wherever it is, is pretty loose, really. It's like colour. It's in the background. Do you know what I mean? But I thought, no. Uh, this, it can't be like this with Africa's World Cup. So I had this idea that, you know, to go and talk to people, like while the World Cup was happening, go and talk to people and find out what it meant to them and what the impact of, of the World Cup being in South Africa was going to have on, on the country uh, in all these other different ways, not about football so much, but about all the other different. And I tried and I tried and I tried and I couldn't get it away and then literally i got invited to a book festival in south africa like a week before the world cup started to talk about a book i'd done the year before and so i went obviously uh it was a kind of british council thing and i thought do you know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna so I, I i i talked to them that was down in cape town so i talked to them and they said well look we'll fly you back from Johannesburg, if you want to go to Johannesburg. So I went, yeah, I want to go to Johannesburg. So I made my own arrangements, got up to Johannesburg. People I've been talking to about this book, I just, all this time, months, I've been trying to get it going. Do you know what I mean? And, um, you know, I knew Danny Jordan, the guy who, um, uh, the, 
the chairman of the organising committee. He was the chairman of the big committee. He was a guy more than anybody who was responsible for bringing the World Cup to, to South Africa. And I knew he wanted something like this, but I knew as well there was a little bit of pushback because you've got Africa's first World Cup. So why are you getting some like white bloke from London to do that book. do you know what I mean it's, it's like, it, I, I could understand it didn't kind of feel quite right but I knew deep down that if I didn't do it nobody would do it because it was my idea you know what I'm saying other people weren't thinking like that because they had other things on like are we going to how are we going to sell all the tickets and blah 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 anyway so I went to Johannesburg I sat down in Nelson Mandela Square with these two people from the organising committee who were working and I just said look this is and we did the deal there. It would take me all these months. And then in 15 minutes, over a cup of coffee, we agreed. Because they knew the World Cup was starting in five days' time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So at that moment, when they went, yeah, I went, oh, my God, how do I do this? <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know anybody. I'd never been to South Africa. I'd never travelled in South Africa. I didn't, you know, I, it was like, but I went, yeah, great. I'll see you in a week. So I had to come back to the UK. I was in the middle of an acting job. I had to finish the acting job. And I got on the first plane back to Johannesburg. Uh, yeah. And um, and just start. Even though you don't really know what you're going to do. But you just, you know, get in a car. You meet one person and that person suggests another person. And I ended up all through the World Cup. And then for four or five months after the World Cup, just being in South Africa, traveling all over the country, meeting people, you know. So this is like, you know, you're meeting like one day you're meeting Archbishop Desmond Tutu to talk about the impact of the World Cup on South Africa. The next day you're meeting a, a lady who's, um, you know, making curry outside the stadium for fans, you know, out of a little truck. Yeah. And getting that picture, because my thing was that I thought if... um. 10, 15 years, like now time, now time, there'll be kids going in school who go, oh, we had a World Cup in South Africa. They weren't even born then. Do you know what I mean? But newborns, who are like newborns then and they're at school now, they're going, wow, we had a World Cup in South Africa. What was that like? And yeah. my idea was you could give them that book and you go, that's what it was like. That's what it was like to be here. And they commissioned photographers, the amazing photos and stuff. It the the only pity in a way is that it'll never be seen anywhere but South Africa. Oh. For rights reasons, we couldn't, you know, like the organizing committee in South Africa, you're able to um you're able to do anything you want in South Africa, but you can't do anything otherwise you would have ended up paying rights fees to FIFA and stuff like that. There wasn't budget for any of that. But the important thing was for South Africa and it happened. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. I didn't know. I wanted to do it. I didn't know if I could do it, but I didn't go, oh, well, you know, can't really do that. I went, I kept pushing, kept pushing. And then when the moment comes and you go, yes, go ahead, then you go, oh, God, what am I going to do now? It's like what you're doing. Yeah, I guess so. If you stopped and thought about what you're doing with the amateur football to Greece, you go, oh man, I've got a job, I've got, you know, I've got to get a night's sleep now. And again. You be, you could think of all sorts of reasons not to do it. It's true. But you don't. Yeah. You go, yeah. yeah, you commit to it, and once you've committed to it, 
then you've got to keep going. Tom, honestly, thank you. Thank you so much for, for that. No, absolutely on. a pleasure. Any time, Tavrice. And good luck with what you're doing, man. Thank you. Thank good you luck so much. With, good luck with being that centre-half that you dream of being. <laughs> I, I can only dream. I can, you know, I can only dream. Yeah. Or, uh, or you could do what I did. You could dream. And when it ain't working out, you can move to right back. Anybody <laughs> oh dear me! Well, you know, I think no. Do you know what I mean? You just because yeah, you, you don't have to have the fights. Centre half, you got to have all them fights, and you. Uh, <laughs> no, but, but right you know, back, it's okay. <laughs> you know, but to, to if be they're fair, quick, you just you know. Yeah, but like to you know, to be fair, I do like a bit of a scrap. But yeah, you know, I mean, I think. I, well, I then you're cut out to centre half. <laughs> Oh, dear. Tom, honestly, it's been an absolute pleasure. Absolute pleasure. No, a pleasure to speak to you, Tavrice. Anytime, my friend. And Thank good luck so with much. everything you're doing. Thank you. Thank you.